0: Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball.
2: Well, hello, welcome in Thursday edition of the program, Indiana with a statement win last night. I'm really disappointed that we only have an hour together today. There are so many things and topics and players, and I thought good points from that game last night to break down and talk about today, but Indiana wins at 77-65 over North Carolina, although I really never question once we got a handful of minutes into the ballgame, Thanks to uh, Jalen hood Shafino's great play to start, I never really felt that the game was in doubt. It just seemed like Indiana was the aggressor, and in many ways, Indiana had controlled the game from basically the start to finish. But a huge win for Indiana. They uh, win the Big Ten ACC Challenge game for the last time that that event is going to be staged, and uh, for this team, it is December 1st today. They have an undefeated record. Sure, they've got the bye games on the schedule that you expect them to win, but guess what? They've won all those games very, very convincingly, as you would hope a high major Big Ten conference favorite team would do, but they also have knocked off Xavier on the road in a very close and competitive game, and they've knocked off, I'll call them a solid North Carolina team. Clearly, they aren't the Carolina team that maybe voters and people thought they would be heading into the season that earned them the number one ranking after the great run to the final four and Armando Baycott leading the way for the Tar Heels. Uh, Still a very quality ball club that can be very good by the time tournament time gets here, especially with Baycott leading the way when he's back and maybe fully healthy. But so many good takeaways from the game last night. So many players stepped up in different roles. Trace Jackson Davis, without question, the best player on the floor as you would expect someone of his caliber and reputation and the dreams he has to play professional basketball to do in that type of environment last night. And unfortunately, I wasn't at the game. I was watching the game basically from the comfort of my own home last night. But for those that I heard from that were sending me text and videos and talking about the environment in Bloomington, it sounded unbelievable last night. And I'm talking about from five, four five hours before tip-off, uh, until after the game last night, for a weeknight game, things were rocking in Assembly Hall, and I think that a win like last night only helps that continue because you know it's it's not a disappointing deal like Xavier was, where you go from a, a big, challenging, meaningful game to a bye game the next game against a low major, a mid-major opponent. Indiana now goes right in to two Big Ten conference games, one coming up this weekend on the road at Rutgers followed by Nebraska. And then right after that, after the little Big Ten sampling that we're going to get, we know what's ahead, Arizona and Kansas, some huge games. We are right in the middle of that stretch that we talked about all offseason long once the schedule came out when we knew this would be the time where we found out uh, what this Indiana team is capable of. There's still a long way between last night and a Big Ten championship. There are some other really good teams in the Big Ten conference. There is no question about that but last night in many ways was a big, big start and in other ways a big continuance of some really good things that I think we've seen so far this season with the Hoosiers and buckle up because two Big Ten games ahead, some challenging non-conference games ahead. The next step for this team I think is to to see if they can run the table on some of the upcoming games, to see if they can win three out of, of the four uh, in some of the upcoming games. And I got to tell you, if Indiana plays – as they did at times last night, I think they can beat all four of the upcoming teams. I really do. It's going to be a challenge. They'll have to play well. Uh, but defensively, this team is coming together. And again, there are so many individual stars and players we can mention from the game last night. We'll try to work it all in here in uh, the hour today. Glad to have you with this Thursday program headed to the back half of the week today. Uh, Lots of basketball ahead, both from a high school and college perspective this weekend. Just feels like heaven if you're a basketball fan here in the state of Indiana right now. Uh, I know last night, Indiana and Purdue and Butler all with big wins. And uh, the Hoosier State definitely rocking right now. And uh, College Hoops uh, headed into the month of December. More great non-conference games with that little two-game sampling for all the Big Ten teams I'm really curious to see how that goes over the next week and a half or so. And that will give us a real early feel and layout of what the Big Ten could be like this year. I think Purdue is going to join Indiana in being good. I think Ohio State can be good as well. I think that uh, obviously Michigan State and Illinois are all teams to watch. And just a lot of moving pieces right now as you would expect there to be in the conference before really any conference games have been played. But that's going to change starting here in just a few days. All right, let's take a look at the show lineup for today. A service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Segment one coming up here in just a moment. We've got some news and headlines of the day. A number of things I want to mention from the game last night. A couple local topics to bring you as well. And then later in the show, Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall. He will be my guest as we take a look at uh, local at IU basketball from last night, as we uh, recap everything that went on uh, in the Big Ten ACC Challenge as well. And, uh, of course, a huge win for the Hoosiers, and we're going to break it all down here in just a few moments. And uh, later in the show, we'll take a look at the weekend. There's some big stuff coming up as well this weekend, so stay with us for a full hour program today here on the Big X. That's the show lineup, a service of Honeybake Tam in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service is still available as well at Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Also, the Thornton's text line is open. I'm sure there are a lot of opinions and thoughts on things after last night's big win for the Hoosiers, and you can send those to me at 502-414-1450, again, 502 414 1450. Uh, also at Thornton's right now, great deal going on. You'd get a free sausage, egg and cheese biscuit, a bacon, egg and cheese croissant, or a steak and egg burrito, and any fountain drink, tea, or fizz freeze, or a 20-ounce bottle soda when you become a new Refreshing Rewards member. Simply download the app and register for the Refreshing Rewards program to earn your free breakfast on Thornton's. And again, that number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Last night was a little better for the Big Ten Conference. Still an ACC flavor to the challenge this year. They go on to win this year's challenge between the two conferences. Duke a winner, 81-72 over Ohio State, although I thought the Buckeyes looked good at times and were able to challenge Duke at Cameron Indoor. Miami a winner over Rutgers. That was a close game. Of course, a little more attention to that game last night because Indiana has the Scarlet Knights coming up this weekend. Also, Purdue, they were down and struggled at times, but able to put it all together and win on the road at Florida State. And again, a lot of traveling for Purdue here recently and uh, been on the road a lot, but they were able to hold on down the stretch and win against a very just okay at best Florida State team this season. And I was talking about the success of the Hoosier State last night. Indiana, Purdue, Butler all-winners can't leave out Notre Dame they were a winner over Michigan State and by big margin 70 52 that was probably the most surprising score I thought in the Wednesday edition of the Big Ten ACC challenge I really liked Michigan State so far this season and some of the games that I've seen so far and would put them near the top of the conference with Indiana and Purdue at this point so it did not see a loss to Notre Dame on the road not a big surprise but So the way that game finished up, 70-52, I thought a big win for Notre Dame. Nebraska defeated Boston College 88-67. Of course, we all know Indiana, a 77-65 winner over North Carolina last night. But the ACC won the 24th annual challenge between the two conferences. They had eight wins of the 14 games over the three-day series. And so it's kind of sad to see this thing come to a close. I thought this as the... Indiana-North Carolina game came to an end last night that this ACC-Big Ten meetup every year has provided us with some unbelievable games coming right out of the Thanksgiving holiday. If you're a college basketball nut and you're not just following the Hoosiers or the Big Ten, you get all that great Thanksgiving week, some of those big tournaments that have emerged, the Phil Knight events in Portland and some of the other classic tournaments that are out there. Then coming right out of Thanksgiving, you get treated to three days of basketball between great Big Ten and ACC conference programs. And they've done just a tremendous job over the years matching up teams and creating some great storylines. And again, a lot of it, people saying, why is this going away? It's because of television rights and things happening right now with conferences. ESPN has staged a lot of this, and that's going to cause this event to fold as the Big Ten has moved on with its television rights beginning here in a year and a half or so with some other networks. And so that uh, ACC Big Ten event will come to a close. I'm sure there'll be some things down the line to replace it. Could you see an ACC, or I should say a, a Big Ten SEC challenge event? Absolutely. That definitely is something that would make a lot of sense, at least on paper. You got to believe one of the networks and people that can make this stuff happen. will put that together. But what an event it's been just kind of wanted to pay homage to it for just a moment. It's been a lot of fun right at the end of November, early December each year to kind of find out where the two conferences are at. But the ACC, uh, as good as I think the Big Ten, at least the top of it, will end up being this year, uh, actually won the challenge, and it was that Notre Dame big win, 70-52 over Michigan State, actually clinched the the game of all-time, the record ACC with 152 wins in the challenge, the Big Ten with 127 wins in the challenge as well. So that uh, will conclude that series. The ACC and SEC have already announced, in fact, it happened on Monday, that they are going to have a challenge between those two conferences beginning in 2023. But uh, what a lot of fun it's been to follow some of this stuff and kind of hate to see it come to a close last night. The only saving grace you've got as an Indiana fan is that uh, Big Ten basketball is coming up this weekend. There is no question a big challenge for the Hoosiers uh, as they get ready for uh, to, to start these early Big Ten games. Box score from last night, so many highlights, so many things stand out. I'm just kind of looking at things. It was the start of Jalen hood shafino that he had to help, I thought, get the team off on the right foot early on. Xavier Johnson was solid in many, many ways and played, I thought, a terrific game. He had eight defensive rebounds, uh, eight total rebounds, all of them defensive rebounds in the game. He had four assists, two steals uh, for Indiana last night, 20 points as well. So an outstanding game by him. A great start, as I mentioned, from Jalen hood schifino Miller Kopp only had a couple points, but he really helped Indiana early on in that second half get fired up and get started. Of course, Race Thompson, a little quiet last night, Malik Renault, I thought a little quiet last night, but you could see uh, his ability, his talent. He got a lot of bragging done on him by Jay Billis and the ESPN commentators last night. Trey Galloway in his return game was really good also uh, for Indiana last night. 11 points for him, and of course I thought Trace Jackson Davis, as I said at the very top of the show, the best player for the Hoosiers, 21 points 9 of 16 shooting. He was 3 of 6 from the free throw line, 10 rebounds, 4 assists. I saw a crazy stat on him, and I don't have it in front of me to read to you exactly, but the points, the rebounds, everything he did last night uh, was something that had not been done in an NCAA game. I, I, I don't remember the exact circumstances, but I remember reading it, thinking it wow, this is just an elite figure. And I'll try to look that up, what it was last night. But something that was just a a rarity with his stat line last night that makes you realize what a special player he is as well. I think getting away from individual stuff last night, Indiana's defense was really at a statement level last night. We talked earlier just last week about this team. Could they become a defensive first team? And I think that is happening right before our eyes And if they can continue that level of defense in the Big Ten and and even against Arizona and Kansas, they're going to have a position or put themselves in a position to not only be competitive, but to win a lot of these games. But definitely a ton of things for uh, Indiana, I thought went well last night, a ton of reasons to be excited about this team moving forward. Uh, You can go through so many of the players as we've done and pick out highlights and things that they did that really caught your eye that maybe make you think about what their role could be for the future. But I I tell you, Trey Galloway, to me, big takeaway from him last night is that he really is is ready and I think has upped his game as he comes out of uh, surgery in the offseason and did not play recently. I thought he had a huge return game last night. Not only is he a talented young man, but also uh, brings a lot of energy to this team as well. But definitely a ton of really positive takeaways regarding this Indiana victory last night. We'll talk a lot more about it coming up in segment number two with Alex Bozich when he joins us here in just a bit. Local sports last night, one real interesting high school basketball game, Jeffersonville, game two of the season. They hosted Louisville Doss last night, and the Red Devils were winners 78-53, over a Dawson team that's not near as good as what they were a year ago when they made it all the way to the six-region championship over in Louisville. But Jeff bounced back from that big loss to uh, Cathedral on Saturday night to give new coach Sharon Wilkerson his first win as the boss of the Red Devils, and pretty neat to see him with his history there as a player. Uh, Of course, had a time there as an assistant coach and now back as the lead coach for the Red Devils record his first win of the season. Trey Singleton last night, 16 points, Michael Cooper 18 points, Connor Lyons, 16 points. Those were the three big ones that led the Red Devils to their first victory of the season. And I think I mentioned this on Monday coming out of that bad loss to Cathedral. And it really wasn't a bad loss and as far as Cathedral really good team. It was got away from the Young Devils later as the second half played on, but I I can just see it in Trey Singleton. I think he has a chance to be a really good player. Just a sophomore, he's grown a lot. He's got a lot of length to him. He got some opportunity as a freshman last year for the Devils, and you can see that that experience at the varsity level already paying off for him. He's really a player to watch here in the area, somebody that's caught my eye early this season, and I thought last night a really good game for him, 17 points uh, for Trey Singleton at Jeffersonville as the Red Devils uh, win their first game of the season. That's a look at our headlines for this Thursday edition of the program. Don't forget the Thornton's text line is open. That number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. And uh, listener, text in, thank you for this. Uh, the tweet that I was talking about, I, I had it and lost it. I was going to mention it. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis is the only Division One player in the last 25 years to have 20 plus points, 10 plus rebounds, four plus assists, four plus blocks, and no turnovers against an AP top 25 ranked opponent. Just let that sink in for a moment. 20 plus points, 10 plus rebounds, four plus assists, four plus blocks, no turnovers against a quality AP top 25 opponent. That has not happened in the last 25 years. And I think that underscores all the things that Trace Jackson Davis does to be not only Indiana's best player, and I fully believe the best player this season he will be in the Big Ten Conference, and also one of the best, one of the very elite in college basketball this year. A very efficient player, and a heck of a game, a heck of a stat, light, stat line last night. And I sure appreciate the listener. Uh, sending that along to me. I had it opened up on my computer screen and lost it, but wanted to make sure I mentioned it, so I appreciate the text. That's a look at our headlines for this Thursday edition of the program. A lot more IU basketball talk coming up next with Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall here in this Thursday edition of the program. Don't forget, if you missed the live show, you can always catch us as a podcast. We're available on uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you may listen to podcasts. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, And you'll find us there. And a little programming note to pass along. Friday night, we'll have our first high school basketball broadcast of the season. That's going to be Jeffersonville hosting Evansville North on Friday. Our pregame coverage will begin around 7.15. Tip-off from Johnson Arena in that Friday game is set for 7.30 p.m. So our first broadcast, it'll be of Sharon Wilkerson and his Red Devils coming up on Friday night. We'll head to a break. We're back with Alex of Inside the Hall. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. And we're back here on this Thursday program. Indiana, a huge win last night. And Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall, my guest, he's with us every Thursday in this segment as we talk the very latest with the Hoosiers on the hardwood. And Alex, let's just open it up for general discussion. Last night, a huge win in so many ways for an end-of-November game for this IU basketball program.
1: Yeah, I mean, what what more can you ask for for late November uh, having... A team like program like North Carolina come into Bloomington and for Indiana, uh, like they did, and, and uh, get the win. I, th- I thought it was a obviously a really uh, solid performance. Honestly, Matt, and correct me if if you think differently, but I mean, I didn't think Indiana even played its best game. They played really well defensively, but I bet if you go back and watch the film, there were some opportunities. Uh, to extend the lead out a little bit even more that they that they missed out on and credit goes I think a lot to the defense because that that first win that they had that really uh, you know opened some eyes at Xavier you looked at what they did defensively in that game giving up seventy nine points uh, wasn't their best effort uh, and and they won that game because Trace Jackson Davis and Xavier Johnson really went nuts offensively but last night they. Brought it for close to a full 40 minutes. I mean, it's hard to to play that well defensively for as long as they did. And if you had any questions about whether Indiana was going to be a team this season that continued uh, to win with its defense, I think those questions uh, were really answered last night. Obviously, there were some some not some really good uh, individual performances offensively, but you know, Indiana only made three three pointers uh, and didn't necessarily shoot the ball that well uh, when they did take shots from the front. They they won this game. Make no mistake about it, Matt, with their defense.
2: Absolutely. Got a couple texts coming in on the Thornton's text line. That number, 502-414-1450, if you've got a question or comment. And just along your lines of what you said, Alex, the texter writes, I think our depth allows us to play really aggressively on defense. Go Hoosiers. I agree. I think the depth of this team helps stay fresh, and allows uh, maybe some more defensive intensity from this year's edition of the Hoosiers.
1: Yeah, particularly in the front court against a team like North Carolina, where they've really only got one big man. Uh, you saw it last night. It almost kind of got Indiana into trouble at times how aggressively they were defending because they got into some foul trouble, and, and you started to, to wonder if they were going to have enough guys in the front court to finish the game as the fouls mounted up. But they, they were able to. Um, really just kind of bring it uh, full full intensity for 40 minutes because they have Jordan Geronimo and Malik Renew off the bench. And, you know, if Trace and Race pick up some fouls, they can bring those guys in. That wasn't the case last year. You can remember back to some games where they had to basically felt like they were having a steel minutes having Michael Durr out on the court. And that's nothing against Michael Durr. But, you know, these, this, this setup this season is a lot more, uh, I feel like, sustainable and, you you're right. They can play uh, more aggressively, particularly against teams uh, that don't have the depth in the front court. It's going to be the same thing potentially on Saturday at Rutgers. Uh, they've obviously got a really good front court player uh, in Cliff Amore, but not the depth that Indiana has behind. Uh, and, and they didn't even have Logan Duncombe available last night. He's obviously been out a little bit with with an illness, but just overall. Um, you kind of wondered early in the season with some of the opponents that they played if Indiana's death was for real, but I think last night showed that those guys are going to be able to hold their own and play uh, well against a good competition because really, it, in terms of talent, it doesn't get much better than what North Carolina has.
2: Absolutely. Alex Bozic inside the hall, my guest. Let's talk a little bit about Trey Galloway, his return game was a big one, a statement performance by him. And I mentioned this in the last segment, just kind of going player by player with some of the things I saw last night or that stood out to me. And it's not only what he's able to do on the court from a basketball perspective, but he brings a ton of energy to this team as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, he is, he's not afraid. I mean, that, that that's a big part of what makes him a uh, – an impactful player. I mean, he's obviously got a lot of talent. Uh, he's a, he's athletic. Uh, he plays hard. But he has no fear when he goes on the court. I mean, I can remember going back to high school. It was the same thing, um, watching him as a high school player. His motor uh, is, is constant. He plays uh, with a lot of intensity. And he doesn't back down from anybody. I mean, that play he made last night where he knocked the ball away from R.J. Davis from behind and then went down and dunked. I mean, that, that's that's a really hard play to make, but you don't make it unless you're willing to kind of go out there and play uh, with, you know, a relentless motor, and that's what he does, and he's an important player for this team. Obviously still has some shortcomings as a player uh, just in terms of his ability to shoot from the perimeter, but he was getting in the lane last night, had a couple of nice runners uh, there, uh, had a couple of nice uh, finishes and transition. great energy guy. Um, you know, there's obviously going to be uh, some discussion as to, you know, what his role looks like moving forward as it relates to miller Cop. But I, I think Trey Galloway is super valuable to have off the bench uh, for Indiana because he can bring a spark to the game and uh, he can really just kind of come in and make game-changing plays. And That's exactly what he did last night. And I was really impressed. You know, Mike Woodson said he hadn't practiced for 10 or 11 days. For him to come out and play like that is – it just says a lot about what kind of player he is. He's he's really gotten better uh, since he arrived in Bloomington, uh, and and it's 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 not hard to see why he's a fan favorite. Match.
2: Alex Bozich inside the hall with us on this Thursday edition of the program. A little bit about Jalen hood Shafino as well. I know that his shooting so far this season has been a little bit of a concern. It hasn't been great, but boy, what a start he had to the contest last night. Finished with 14 points, six of 10 shooting. And really, his early push there helped Indiana in those opening moments of the game. And we all know, if you followed or covered Indiana, there have been a lot of slow starts from this team in previous seasons under Woodson, Crean, Archie Miller, and others. And uh, so I know everybody's kind of on on edge about that. But he helped uh, uh, solidify a good start last night for the Hoosiers.
1: Yeah, he was terrific offensively. But I think you know, kind of lost in the shuffle of what he was able to do offensively last night was just how good he was defensively in that game. I mean, him and Xavier Johnson set the tone defensively from the opening tip on R.J. Davis and Caleb Love. When North Carolina is playing its best, those two guys are making shots from the perimeter, getting into the lane, creating plays for others. And, you know, Jay Bill has talked about it a lot in the broadcast, but look at where North Carolina was initiating its offense last night. They were uncomfortable uh, from the moment the game started. And that that has a lot to do with how Jalen Hood-Shifino and, and Xavier Johnson applied ball pressure. So for hood to to show the poise that he did offensively after a really tough start to the season shooting-wise, uh, to have the confidence to go up and still take those shots and make them in that situation, I think says a lot about who he is and who he can become as a player. But I was even more impressed with what he was able to do defensively because you're not beating North Carolina unless you slow down R.J. Davis and Caleb Love, and that's exactly what Indiana did. And Jalen hood Shafino, along with Trey Galloway, Xavier Johnson, were the reasons for that. So uh, for a freshman uh, to play that well defensively, I think, in in an atmosphere like that is, is really impressive.
2: Alex, another text from the Thornton's text line. The texter writes, Matt, I was at the game last night, and the crowd was as loud and effective as any I've ever been to there. One thing that is slightly concerning for me is that C.J. Gunn is getting little or no, no playing time, and I feel he is such a natural basketball talent that we don't want to lose him. What are Alex's thoughts on C.J. Gunn?
1: I think C.J. Gunn's doing just fine. I think um, he's definitely a player that has a ton of long-term potential. Uh, like the texture. Right, that loves just who he is as a shooter, his confidence, But Last night was a game where you go with your guys that you trust the most in a spot like that. I think Indiana just played nine players. Uh, Trey Galloway was back, so obviously that kind of pushed Gunn uh, down the line. It's a good problem to have, uh, if you're an Indiana fan, that you're talking about uh, coming off a 12-point win over North Carolina and... um, you're wondering, you know, why can't we get this guy any minutes, but that, that, that just says how, how good and deep this team is right now, and I think C.J. Gunn's going to get plenty of opportunities uh, to make an impact as the season goes along, not every game is going to be uh, as hotly contested as last night's was, there's going to be you know, a couple more non-conference games coming up here later in December, where he's going to get a fair amount of run, I think he's going to have his moments this season, where you, where you see him come in and make a, a timely three-pointer, I think he's a capable defender as well, but he's He's going to have to wait his time a little bit, and I think he understands that. I think he's fully bought in uh, to what Indiana wants to do uh, as a program. He obviously committed under the previous coaching regime and stuck with things He's an Indianapolis kid. I think uh, he probably just wants to win and be a part of a winning team, and I think his opportunities uh, will, will come down the line. I think he'll have an impact in a game or two in crunch in crunch time uh, down the stretch here at some point. Uh, and he, but he's definitely a player that... I think his best uh, years are, are definitely ahead of him, and, and he's just got to use this season as an opportunity to learn and, and realize kind of what it's going to take for him to get on the court. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's not high school anymore. I mean, you, you go with the guys who have earned the playing time, and I'm fully confident that Mike Woodson uh, has a pretty good grasp on, on who he wants to go with. Same thing last night with, you know, Caleb Banks doesn't get in, and, I know uh duncom and leo weren't dressed but right now it's, it's just a matter of who's earned the minutes and who's earned the opportunity and, and he uh, last night wasn't wasn't on the list but i think his number will be called uh as the season moves along more often
2: alex bozich inside the hall the website is insidethehall.com you can follow alex at inside the hall on twitter and social media alex uh, you've always been a great voice of reason i've known you Since we were very young guys growing up in New Albany, Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of people, and I I get the text, I'm sure that you hear from listeners with your great social media following during games especially, there are some IU fans that are ready to say, this team is for real, they definitely can win the Big Ten, and they can make a deep, deep run in the NCAA tournament. I've seen Indiana mentioned by some as the potential Final Four team here in the first Mm -hmm. few weeks of the season for those that are prognosticating that far ahead. But as a real voice of reason taking a, a view on this thing, you know, Indiana beat a solid Xavier team on the road by a few points. They beat North Carolina, and I think basically controlled the game for the most part. A North Carolina team that's lost two in a row and really slipped from number one to 18 or whatever they are now. But what is your view on this Indiana team as far as now that you've seen them in some big situations, you've seen them in the bye games as well? How good can this team be? What's your December 1st take? on IU basketball?
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing about looking forward um, is you just, you never know what's going to happen in a season, and you don't know what all of the circumstances that could come up are. Um, I think based on what I've seen right now, all of the things you mentioned, Matt, making a deep NCAA tournament run, competing for the Big Ten title, those are certainly Things that can happen. Um, what I like about this team, and this is something I wrote about today in five takeaways. It was my last takeaway, but it might be the most important. Is that after the game last night? You know, I, I've seen a lot of big wins at Assembly Hall um, over my time doing this. I've seen Indiana teams that celebrated and, and felt it. it kind of felt like that was their moment for the season. With this team last night, listening to what they said in the post game, listening to what Mike Woodson said, the players. They fully uh, believed that you know they belonged and they were expecting to win that game and they didn't treat it like it was some grand moment. They were already in the post game press conference talking about what's next ahead at Rutgers and how that's going to be uh, an even bigger test. And I think that's the mindset you have to have uh, within a season. And I think that's one thing that really I think sets this team up long term to have a lot of success is they're they're not going to get up uh, too high and too low. Uh, based on the ebbs and flows of the season. But Indiana's going to lose some games. I mean, they could lose, obviously, on Saturday at Rutgers. They could lose to Arizona. They could lose to Kansas. There's a lot of Big Ten road games. There's even some home games they could lose. But I think having the proper mindset and realizing it's a long season and and not uh, a win or a loss doesn't define your season will take them a long way. Uh, I, I definitely think, based on what I've seen, if if I was going to handicap the Big Ten race right now, Uh, Illinois and Purdue are right there with Indiana, and the reason I say that is because their schedules, uh, Illinois and Purdue, are really favorable uh, in league play. I think that's one thing that Indiana is really going to have to overcome is they, in terms of the teams that they play twice, uh, they kind of drew drew the short straw, but your schedule is what it is. Mike Woodson said as much last night, he was asked, is this a statement? He said, no, it's just our schedule. We play the games that we were scheduled, and we try to win them, and, and we move on, and You know, Indiana is definitely a Big Ten contender. Anything can happen in the NCAA tournament, as we've seen, but they're not a team that if they continue to progress and get better that I would want to play in the NCAA tournament because they have all the ingredients uh, besides really the outside shooting uh, that we haven't really seen consistently in big games yet. uh, To be a team that can advance their defense is is really good. They've got a star in Trace Jackson Davis. They've got young players who can get better as the season goes along. And I think just in terms of how they get along and, and how they seem to be in terms of uh, chemistry and cohesion. I think they're they're headed in the right direction, but it's a long season. It's December first. Uh, you know, we've got a, a long, long way to go before the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament. But and, and certainly they're going to take some losses, and there's going to be some some tough moments. But I think to this point, they've kind of checked all the boxes for what I have wanted to see early in the season, and it's definitely a team that fans should be excited. Uh, to watch and cheer for as the season moves along.
2: I tell you, Alex, with what's ahead, a couple Big Ten games, Arizona and Kansas, as much as we know, and you mentioned checking all the boxes so far, there are some big, big opportunities and some more boxes that could be checked that I think would solidify this team even further over these next few games. This is that stretch, Alex, that we talked about so much in the offseason. It's finally here. And I uh, can't wait to see what Indiana can get done over these next four big ones.
1: Yeah. I mean, at Rutgers is not going to be an easy game. I mean, trace Jackson Davis, you know, he just beat North Carolina and had, you know, a great stat line. He could have been up there talking about, uh, how fun it was to beat North Carolina and, and all that. He's up there talking about how he's never beat Rutgers and how they've kind of had his number, uh, since he's been in Indiana, uh, Nothing's going to be easy in this league. I mean, the, the reality is road game, road wins in the Big Ten typically determine who wins the league because it's, it's so hard uh, to win consistently on the road. So Saturday is a huge opportunity for Indiana. Rutgers has been okay to this point. Uh, I know they've been in without Paul Mulcahy, who's had a shoulder injury, so we'll see if he's able to come back on Saturday. But, you know. Rutgers is going to have a great environment. They're a team that's used to beating Indiana. They probably expect to win the game, so Indiana is going to have to go out and, and play well again if they want to uh, continue to win. And they, you, you mentioned the stretch coming up, Matt. Uh, it's, it's definitely going to be a lot of fun uh, just to see how Indiana performs as a team. Um, they've got at Kansas, which is going to be a really hard game, and Arizona's playing as well as anybody in the country. Playing them on a neutral court uh, three time zones uh, away isn't going to be easy either, so... You know, it's, this is kind of the time of, of year that sometimes there's a you know a lull in the schedule um, with kind of non-conference opponents after those first two Big Ten games, but Indiana has uh, beefed up the schedule this year, and I think fans are going to be excited uh, to see these upcoming marquee non-conference games, and Indiana's already won two of them. I think uh, coming into the season, if you said Indiana was going to go split those games, most fans would probably have been happy with that. If they can take another one or even two, they really set themselves up well for a favorable seed in the NCAA tournament.
2: All right. Uh, Alex Bozich inside the hall. Our guest. Just a little bit more on Rutgers as well. They are 5-2 okay. and two headed into this game on Saturday. And really, uh, they have not had major challenges at all like what Indiana has. And I know Indiana right. has really had the two big ones in Xavier and North Carolina. Temple was a fairly big game, which they lost 72-66. That was at the Basketball Hall of Fame Showcase in mid-November. And then uh, yesterday, they had the uh, Wednesday night loss to Miami in the uh, Big Ten ACC Challenge 68-61. So not as near much to look at or know about this Rutgers team from our perspective uh, as what I think there is Indiana right now. As far as the national college basketball, the Big Ten scene goes. Yeah, they've.
1: Not playing, obviously. It's tough a schedule. As I said, they've had some injuries. Caleb McConnell was out early in the season. Paul Mulcahy, I think, has only played in three of the seven games. He's a tremendously important piece for them uh, to win. So, uh, I think he's got a shoulder injury. I don't know for sure when he's coming back. I know he didn't play yesterday. So, uh, I think the sooner they can get him back, the better. But that's just a tough place to play. I remember last season, I think it was. Purdue went up there and lost to him early in the season. Uh, I think in one of those December games, Big Ten games. And the other thing about just Rutgers right now is they're they're in a bit of a transition because they lost Geo Baker and Ron Harper Jr. Those guys, Indiana fans are not going to miss either one of those players. They they both made a ton of big plays over their careers uh, against Indiana. And I'm not sure if you saw this a couple weeks ago, Matt. There, I think somebody was talking to Geo Baker on a podcast about Indiana. Uh, and he was basically saying that how the rest of the league doesn't really fear Indiana because they haven't been consistently a good team over the last couple of years and and that should provide a little bit of motivation uh, for Indiana to realize that hey you still haven't arrived you have to prove things and uh, this is the next test and Rutgers uh, to me is a really tough team to play against because of how uh, hard they play defensively they're really well coached I think Steve does as good a job as anybody in maximizing the talent that, that he has in the Big Ten. And so this is a game, uh, to me, uh, Indiana's probably going to be a slight favorite, but it's not a it's not a walkover, and they're going to have to play well if they hope to leave the rack with a win.
2: Absolutely. Alex Bozich inside the hall. Alex, thanks for the great chat today. Uh, definitely a fun weekend. A little preview of Big Ten basketball coming up, and we'll talk with you next Thursday and see where Indiana stands.
1: All right, Matt. Thank you. Have a great day.
2: All right. Alex Bozich with us here on this Thursday program. Had another text as well. What was the overall record in the ACC Big Ten Challenge since it began? I think I mentioned that earlier. Let me pull that up. ACC will close out the event with a 152 to 127 advantage over the Big Ten Conference uh, as things close out. Uh, with Wednesday night marking the final games in the ACC Big Ten Challenge ever after 24 years. I didn't realize it had been around for 24 years, but uh, it is now a wrap. All right, we'll head to a commercial break and be back with more here on this Thursday edition of the program. Again, Jeff Red Devils, we'll have him on the air Friday night. The Red Devils will host the Evansville North Huskies uh, 730 tip-off. Our pregame coverage around 7.15 uh, coming up here on the Big X. Stay with us. You're listening to a Thursday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.
0: We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this All the small schools never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison.
2: All right, we're back here on this Thursday program. Just a couple minutes to wrap up the show today. I don't want to let things get away without mentioning the IU women who are really fun to watch. And number five in the country, by the way, they will take on in Bloomington tonight, number six, North Carolina. So a really big game in women's basketball. It's part of the Big Ten ACC Women's Challenge and should be another great game for the IU women to prove that uh, they're in the upper echelon of uh, the Big Ten and women's college basketball this season. And somebody had asked me about Grace Berger, obviously some connections here to Southern Indiana and Louisville. Uh, She is going to miss Thursday's big matchup tonight because of a knee. She's been listed as out indefinitely, but also Coach Morin mentioned her as day-to-day. She was supposed to go on MRI on Sunday when they got back to Bloomington. There's been no official word or anything like that, but a six-foot senior guard, honorable mention, All-American last season, three-time all Big Ten first-team selection averaged just over 10 points and basically five assists and five rebounds last year, or I should say for so far this season, uh, for the women Hoosiers. So hopefully she can make her way back soon. But you talk about the men playing some good basketball and the opportunity ahead for them, this Indiana women's team, uh, is good. They, are, I think, are the real deal and would not surprise me if they went on to have a big win at home tonight. So give them a few minutes. They're definitely worth watching. And uh, women's basketball at the college level, even girls basketball at the high school level, it's become so far. And uh, in our area, we've been blessed with some really good teams and some great players. And Louisville women have been really good. And now the IU women uh, are building that their program as well. So Huge game tonight for them. I I didn't want to get out of here with this Thursday show without at least mentioning that. Also, one other thing from last night, the IU men's game, 30 teams, all 30 NBA teams uh, had a scouting presence, whether it was uh, a scouting director or a regional scout uh, at the game in person to check out. Of course, we can imagine who it would be first and foremost, Trace Jackson Davis, Jalen Jafino. Others on the IU roster, Armando Baycott, Caleb Love, others on the North Carolina roster for sure as well. But pretty impressive to see that sort of presence at the game. And last night, a number of recruits at the game. I saw some photos of Trent Sicily from Heritage Hills with Jordan Halls and around the staff last night. A lot of former players there. Just a great environment at Assembly Hall last night. And games like last night, I don't know how to describe it to you on the radio, but this coaching staff and the personnel in the basketball office, they will take videos and photos and do mailers uh, and contact recruits right away to let them know this is what you can be part of if you come to Indiana, this type of environment, these type of successes, a blue blood battle in college basketball. So yes, the game matters for this season and for progress of this team. Uh, But there is always something to be said about the future when you get one of those big wins uh, last night like Indiana did. So uh, those are just a couple other sidebar notes I had down that I wanted to mention uh, that I think go along with last night's uh, game as well. That will wrap things up for this Thursday, December 1 edition of the program. We are headed to Christmas and the holiday season and there's some Big Ten basketball coming up this weekend with Indiana on the road at Rutgers before a game with Nebraska following that. Have a great Thursday. Back with you Friday. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.